This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. Basketball is back, baby. Let's go. Been a long couple months here. Just been waiting for it to happen, and I'm so excited it's back. Wasn't really able to watch the first couple nights of games because I uh, had an essay to write and then had an exam. So I will be able to watch tonight. It's going to be very exciting. Um, trying men's and women's basketball are both ranked top 10 women's number three men's number seven, just a great, uh, great time around here at trying university. It's going to be very exciting when they get going, but, um, I want to talk about the 75th anniversary team that the NBA has released. Unfortunately, I only have the first 50 that are releasing the final 25 are being released tonight. So, um, I'll talk about that next week, but I really wanted to get this through because it's very exciting to see this happening. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. So to start off, uh, the first person on the list, I'm going off the graphics that were uh, tweeted by, I believe, the NBA and NBA history. Uh, First, we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, obviously. I mean... There's nothing really to say much on more about him that I haven't already said. Number one scorer, skyhook, most un, most unguardable shot in the game that we've ever seen. Uh, 100% earned it. Had did really great careers both in Milwaukee and in LA. Just all around great. And also, I know this doesn't really count, but his days in UCLA. I mean, come on now. And then we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, he's like 25, making the all NBA, all 75 NBA team. And I don't, I'm not arguing with it. I mean, if you look at how he's gone, I mean, let's just look back at when he got drafted. Okay, the skinniest guy I've probably ever seen get drafted. For one, like you're thinking, like this. He looks like he's 12 out there. He doesn't seem like he's going to do that great. Multiple-time defensive player of the year winner, multiple-time MVP, now champion as they got their rings the other night. And, um, yeah, 100% agree. Giannis should have been on here. Some people might say a little too early, but when it's all said and done, they're going to get it right. And some people said that about Shaquille O'Neal on the All-50 NBA team. They said Shaquille was put in too early. It was 96, but they ended up getting it right. And I think even Shaq said that they did him way too early, but come on now. Shaq was so dominant at that point, and he was his first year in L.A. He was doing good. Then we got uh, Tiny Archibald. I don't really have much on Tiny, just really great in Kansas City and then in Boston. Uh, Charles Barkley, I mean, come on, man, it's Chuck. I mean, apparently he's not good because he didn't win any rings. If you haven't listened to my episode on rings culture, go ahead and listen to that. But how can you not? Charles Barkley was just unstoppable. He was the second best player in basketball 
when him and MJ were at their prime. Because Charles, he tells a story where uh, he for the Dream Team, Chuck, D- Chuck Daly, the coach, pulled him into his office and said, Charles, you are the second greatest basketball player I've ever witnessed. So he's like, who's better than me? And he's like, I mean, Michael Jordan. It's kind of like how it's like, what, what do you mean? <clears throat> but he's like, that's the first time anyone had told me that someone was better than me. And then Charles is just great, you know, MVP winner. Just all around really good. And again, I know it's not part of it. Him on TNT is incredible and in what he's done for the game. Next up is Bob Cousy. Um, the Wizard of Worcester, I believe, is his nickname. Oh, my bad. It's Houdini of the Hardwood. I don't know. I swear he was named the Wizard of Worcester. I don't know, but I mean, Koozie, I mean, he's Koozie. He's known as like the first great point guard, and it shows because, of course, everyone has seen the film of him dribbling around the basketball to beat the Lakers in the finals, like only dribbling with his right hand, where it's like, wow, nowadays, like anyone could steal that from him. But at that point, he was the best that there was, and it really showed, and don't really want to talk about him in Kansas City because I don't think he was that great there. I think he was like a player coach. He was 41 when he played, and he averaged 0.7 points per game. So, yeah, let's just not talk about that. Uh, Bob Cousy, very underrated, very good player. And we got another Celtic, Dave Cowens, where Cowens... It's tough for me because like I know he was very good, but he's he's super underrated because that was he was with the Celtics in like the seventies when they weren't so good. Like the one, but he ended up winning a championship with them. I feel like he's only a Boston legend. I don't think that many people around basketball know Cowens that well, and they definitely should. Then you got Kevin Durant. I mean, come on, Kevin Durant. Come on now. It's like he's got the most pure shot the game's ever seen, and do not even argue with me on that. He's got the smoothest jumper, and I. what else do I have to say? I mean, yeah, sure, he left Oklahoma City, and then he went to the Warriors. Then he's now in Brooklyn, where they haven't won yet. I would say, keyword yet. And, man... Kevin Durant needs to stop being hated so much. The Oklahoma City thing, sure, was it kind of a dirtbag move? Yeah, a little bit. Didn't really tell anyone where he's going, but he doesn't have to. Then we got the doctor, Julius Irving, and this is where I find it interesting because I have the Sports Illustrated magazine where it's Dave Cowens. He was like the face in the NBA at the time, which... No offense, Dave Cowens, but I mean, come on now. You're the face of the league. But the, and Dr. J, and who's the merger season, who's like Dave and the doctor in the same league. Julius means so much to basketball, and I don't think that he gets enough credit. The ABA, when he was in the ABA, good Lord. Just nonstop, just highlights. Very good player, just highlight plays all the time. 
And then comes to the league. Doesn't really want to be with the Nets anymore, so he decides, uh, I, I want to be traded. Goes to the 76ers. I mean, he's just a legend in Philadelphia. He's a legend all throughout. Dr. J is a name where you hear it a lot, but you don't really understand why you hear it so much. People are like, oh, yeah, Dr. J. He's the, he's the greatest. I mean, he's the doctor. What do you mean? And the dogs just, everyone remembers that one uh, layup under the basket where like I retweeted that photo a long time ago. So if you want to go digging deep into my Twitter to see that, uh, go ahead. I'm not going to blame you. But um, And then that one like sort of rock the baby dunk, not really the cradle dunk like Jordan did, but it was a little bit like it against the Lakers on the fast break. Just so many iconic moments. And um, when he uh, when he was uh, fighting Larry Bird and Charles Barkley was, he says he was trying to, he says he, Charles didn't said he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know he was holding Larry for just in a perfect position for the doctor to just throw haymakers at him. But hey, that's Charles' story, and uh, we'll believe what we will believe. But Julius, if you haven't seen that video, go and look it up. It's uh. I'm an Indiana guy. I love Larry Bird, but you just cannot look at that and just go, man, that's pretty funny. Next up is George Gervin, the Iceman. I'm the finger roll, just overall, just smooth. He, I swear, I think they, he was named the Iceman because he would like never break a sweat because he was just so cool. But he played almost at like a lackadaisical tempo and was still very, very good. And again, he's one of those players where he's very underrated. I don't, and I don't know why. I mean, he's an ABA guy who was just... Him and the doctor made the ABA cool. I mean, the ABA was cool enough, but they made it really cool. Especially when I believe they were on the same Virginia Squires team. Man, I, I would have pay. I would pay my entire bank account to go and see those games. But man, the Iceman, cold as ice, and uh, very underrated. And I'm happy. I I knew he was gonna make the 75th anniversary team because there's just some players where. The public, the general public may not know enough on them, but they will still understand by, like, oh, yeah, that guy is very good. But, again, no one really knows why. So, George Gervin, very well-deserved. And um, go and watch highlights of him. They are incredible. Next up is Hal Greer. I have nothing on Hal Greer. The only thing I do have... I have one basketball card that has Hal Greer on it, and it's not like it's a vintage card or anything. It's just a thing where they were highlighting NBA legends, and um, I don't know. I get Hal Greer was very good. I think he was very quick for the time. Straight out, he's from Marshall. Again, just from knowing the basketball cards, it's uh, that's how I studied the game pretty much. But Hal Greer, congratulations, uh, well deserved. Next up is James Harden, and 
it's tough. I know Harden is great. Do not get me wrong. I understand he's great. Okay, I'll get. I'm. I'm okay with it. I think it's more just the recent turmoil in Houston that's really blocking me. But like as I said for Kevin Durant, just we need to forget that. Just know how good of a player he is. So, yeah, James Harden. No, good enough. Congratulations. Next up is Elvin Hayes, Big E. If you don't know, if you do not know Big E. Look him up, man. He was just... First, when he was at Houston in college, they beat UCLA when they had Kareem, which, like, never happened. And the Sports Illustrated cover, uh, Big E over Big Lou. I need to get that one. It's it's one I haven't got yet. But that was in the Astrodome. Like, center court was at, like, second base, so there was, like, no one around the court. And... He showed out on the biggest stage at that point in time. Then when he gets to the NBA, drafted by the Bullets, the Washington, who are the Wizards now, the Washington Bullets. They might, I think they were Baltimore at that point in time, the Baltimore Bullets. And he leads the league in scoring. As a rookie, that's unheard of. Just a man coming in right out of college. And you're going to the NBA, the best of the best. And you're going to score 28 points per game as a rookie. And then the next year, he led the league in games and minutes played. And total rebounds. And it was less than what he had averaged in his rookie year. Elvin Hayes, 100% underrated. If you do not know Elvin Hayes, look him up, please. Big E. Big E and West Unseld. And West Unseld. Man, they were a force to be reckoned with. If you want, <laughs> that's pure 1960s and 1970s basketball right there. You have Elvin Hayes, who's like 6'9", like 250 probably. And then West Unseld is like 6'8", like probably around the same weight. And they were just bullying people down in the post. I think at that point, that Earl Monroe in the backcourt, too. Man. And they won the 1978 championship. But I think Earl was already gone to the Knicks by that point. But they still won. Next up is Jerry Lucas. Jerry Lucas... He was great in college. I think he he holds a record for like the most Sports Illustrated covers as like a as just for college when he was at Ohio State. I swear they did an they did a cover for him like I don't know every month it seemed. I don't know that much about his uh, NBA career. All I know is that when he was in New York, him and um, Bill Bradley made their own secret language just to throw people off, but it would actually mean something. And uh, that's a story that uh, should never go, that should never die. That's a great story. But Jerry Lucas, I'm not very sure on his NBA career. I would have to do more research on him. But I know at Ohio State, he was very good. Next up was Mo Malone. Fo, fo, fo. 
Moses, how are you guys going to do in the playoffs this year? Fo, fo, fo. We're going to sweep. Moses Malone, oh, man, he was so good. And he's up there for number of MVPs one. I think he has like five, four or five. And he's just, he just fades into obscurity. And I remember the day Moses Malone died. It was, I think it was over the summer. I was, or maybe it was even on a weekend. I was watching NBA TV because that's what I would always do. And I was going to come across, come across a ticker. Most Malona died, and they were doing a whole segment on him. I think it was NBA game game time. And Moses was great, man. Also another ABA guy. He's with the Spirits of St. Louis for a while. Came to the NBA, went to the Rockets, then to the Sixers. When and when he came to Philadelphia. You got to think about this. They already had Dr. J and just pairing him with Most Malone. I mean, it was a tandem that wasn't going to be stopped. They win in 83. Then they bring in Charles Barkley, but Moses is getting kind of old at that point. But Moses is still playing until the 90s. I think he played with the Bucks and the Spurs both in the 90s. And quick side note, I have a basketball card of Moses Malone in his Bucks uniform. And I'm kinda of, and it's again, it's not a vintage card at all. It's like just them remembering NBA legends. I'm like, why would you have Moses Malone in the Bucks uniform? Why not have him in uh Philadelphia where Oh, he's in Atlanta too. In Atlanta, he had I think he led the league in free throw percentage. And he's a center. That's unheard of today. So most Malone, very, 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 very underrated. Please look him up. And I, I love the fo 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 moment. If I was able to, if I had the funds for it, I would put down a shirt. Just fo fo fo. People, what does that mean? I'll be like, fo fo fo. You should know what it means. Look up most Malone. Then we got Kevin McHale. Who, yeah, no arguments. I mean, the big three and the big four essentially in Boston. You had Parrish, McHale, DJ, Dennis Johnson, and Larry Bird, obviously. And, um, yeah, no complaints. And he played through a nasty foot injury. I think it was like a fracture, but he played on it so much that it became a break. So, tough as nails. Maybe not the best coach. But Kevin McHale, we're not we're not judging on coaches. Next up is George Mikan, who I talked about him on last week's podcast. Just um, he's the first NBA legend. You had to include him on this list. Like not the best commissioner for a basketball league, but very good player. Then we got Steve Nash. Steve Nash took the world by storm there for a little bit. He won two MVPs back to back, which. Shaquille O'Neal will tell you that he shouldn't have. But, um, man, Steve Nash, just the dazzling passes and just, and the seven seconds or less offense. Mike D'Antoni should probably be on this list for Steve Nash. Not saying that Steve Nash doesn't deserve, that he's not a great player or anything, but that seven seconds or less offense was Nash's bread and butter. And, man. They were good, and that's when you had Quentin Richardson, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, Joe Johnson there for a little bit. Man, come on. That is a very potent offense, 
and how they didn't win a championship makes sense because if you're running, if you're doing a running gun offense like that, you're not going to be as durable or you're not going to survive as long in a long season like that. But uh, Steve Nash, well-deserved. Then we have Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, come on now. What, what argument do you have against Dirk Nowitzki? Very good in the early 2000s where he almost won MVP. I think he, he won MVP in 06. I think he should have won in 04. And maybe I'm getting that wrong. But then he, after losing to the Heat in the championship in 06, decided... He kind of he stays at the same level. It's just that they're not producing in the playoffs. And then in 2011, where find out that like I think Dirk in, in the finals he had like 105 th- fever, and he was just sick, sicker than a dog. Still went out there and played his heart out. Won the championship 2011. A legend forever in Dallas, and a legend forever for all the European players out there. They got Akeem Olajuwon, which, I mean, the dream shake alone has him in this list. But because he, someone you don't see, he was really the first big man to, like, be very mobile. And I think it all started because when he was in college and in the early days in the NBA, he wasn't that bulky. I mean, he looked kind of like a small forward or a power forward. And he played power forward early on because they had Ralph Sampson on the other block for, uh, for the Rockets, and of course, that again states those days in the NBA. Got to get the Twin Towers going. But Akeem, even when he like started to bulk up and be very, very strong, he's still very mobile, very agile, and just pump fake everyone and everything with the dream shake. It's unbelievable, something that not very many people can emulate like he's he has camps where he tries to teach this to people same with kareem and the skyhook he i think he kareem tried to show skyhook to andrew bynum didn't work tried to show it to dwight howard when he's in la didn't work tried to show it to Shaq when he's in la and didn't work but with akeem he tried to show it to, he's tried to show it to not only people on the rockets big men but almost anyone in the league Tried to show it to Dwight Howard. Tried to show it to anyone who would listen, and no one can figure it out. Then we got uh, Bob Pettit, who... Is he the first All-Star MVP? Yeah, I'm going to have to check on that. Oh, I did not mean any disrespect to Bob Pettit. He was the first MVP just regular season MVP in NBA history. So on that, you could say that he should win, that he should be in this team just because of that. But with that, that's just not enough because he was very good at, at the time. I have basketball cards with all the stats, and I know that that point in time is a different time and all, and... If you were just tall enough, you can get a lot of production. The numbers they were putting up were crazy. Like, rebound numbers were off the charts. Um, blocks, they didn't even start recording blocks until, like, the mid-60s, I think. 
So I couldn't even imagine what block numbers were then. But Bob Pettit, um, definitely deserving. All these players are deserving. I'm just going to say that every time just not to go, oh, wait, he doesn't think they deserve it. I kind of, I do. I mean, I'm not the one making decisions, but I think they deserve it. Then you got Willis Reed, who he goes overlooked, except for the one moment in the finals when people are like, is, is Willis going to play? He's going up against Wilt. No way he's going to play. Come on. He's not going to play. And then all of a sudden, out of the tunnel, he comes and just sauntering, just walking out of the tunnel, just getting in his warm-ups like, I'm playing. And... uh Everyone just knows him for that moment, but he did so much more for the game and a legend in New York. A reason, pretty much the only reason the Knicks are relevant because other than them being a big market, every year you will see a team's like, man, I wish this is like, this is going to be 73 all over again. I think they say that about every year and they keep getting disappointed, but the Knicks are the Knicks because of Willis Reed. No doubt. Next up is Oscar Robertson, Indiana boy. Not really. He was born in Tennessee, but went to high school in Indiana. Won two straight state championships for Christmas Addicts High School. A team that uh, really brought forward integration to the state of, into the city of Indianapolis. It kind of it's sucks because the one thing Oscar says is that he... Uh, will never let down how the team was not allowed to have a parade around the city of Indy, only in their boroughs. But um, they, that team really did bring the state and the city forward in integration. But Oscar, man, average a triple-double in a season. I know he's not the only person to do it anymore, but that record stood for 45 years. I've that's, and then just in Kansas City, he was great. Or Cincinnati, sorry, that was the Cincinnati Royals back then. They were great, and then goes to Milwaukee. Still very good. Has Kareem there. Very, very good in 69 and 70 to win it. And, man, they just kept rolling. And at that point, Oscar was getting a little too old. Kareem kept going. But Oscar is a true hero of the game, especially in Indiana, but I would say almost anywhere because... He was he was one of the first players association presidents and he really brought forward uh like resp- like good wages, health care and all that. And he kind of stopped the merger from happening because the players did not want a merger with the ABA originally, so he had to be the voice of him saying we're not letting this happen. We will boycott the season. And they almost boycotted the All-Star game because of, I don't think it was the merger necessarily. I think that was the wages and the health care portion. But man, Oscar's a legend. 
the day that he uh, will pass will be a sad day throughout all of basketball, but especially in Indiana. And we got David Robinson, the Admiral, man. Just very underrated. He did a lot in San Antonio, but San Antonio is not the best market to go in. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt of his teammate, Tim Duncan. But like even Tim Duncan, people don't even realize how great he was because San Antonio is not the best market to portray how the greatness of them. And it's like we all know, yeah, San Antonio is good. They got Popovich. I get it. They play fundamental basketball. I understand. Just move on. But David Robinson, man, he was very good and had to wait on him because he was in the Navy. Had to do his, uh, think, at two years of service after graduating college. So I had to wait on him, and it was well worth the wait. And uh, ended up winning the championships towards the end of his career. But, man, it's part of the dream team. I don't, I would expect every dream team member, other than Christian Leitner, to get on here. Yeah, I would say so. Because, man, they were great. The ones that kind of... Chris Mullen might be a maybe. Because... I don't know. He just... I don't think he's remembered as well. And also you got Rick Barry coming from the San Francisco market there. But I would... I would think every member of the Dream Team and Leitner would go in. Then you got Bill Russell. Uh, what do you... I don't know what you want me to say. Bill Russell is Bill Russell. 11 rings. Greatest winner in the history of sports. Not just basketball. History of sports. And another one of those guys that bring forward integration in Boston where he didn't really set forth as much as he thought he could have, but he ended up paving the way. First, uh, I want to say first, very good player coach. The first black coach in NBA history. He's in the Hall of Fame twice. Or at least he's... No, he is now because they had the ceremony on the 11th. And then... man. You cannot argue with Bill Russell, just 100%. And then finally, I'm only going to do the first 25 because I'm talking a lot more than what I thought I would, which, I don't know, kind of makes sense because that's me. But I'm going to cap it off at the first 25. We'll do three weeks of this. So uh, the last is John Stockton. Leader and assist, man. Him and Stockton Malone. Stockton Malone. That's all you got to say, man. Just revolutionized the pick and roll and, like, perfected it. No one can, unless they have very, very good chemistry, no one's ever going to do the pick and roll like Stockton Malone ever again. Because now it's just like you got the pick and pop, and Malone could do the pop a little bit, but... I mean, the, the max that Carl Malone could shoot was probably like, I don't know, 17 foot at most. But, man, the pick and roll, just unbelievable. 
Carmelone is top five in points because of that. And yeah, John Stockton, another member of the Dream Team. So in the first 25 Dream Team members, we have Charles Barkley. Um, wow, and then David Robinson and John Stockton. So we got three of them in the first 25. So we'll be, uh, I'll be keeping track to make sure all the Dream Team members go in. I will be able to watch the uh, third 75th anniversary team tonight. So um, if you follow me on Twitter at DEverhard00, you will be able, I will retweet this. So if you are able to see it, then you will be able to see it. It's just that I will be adding my analysis to these. And by analysis, I mean, I'm just remembering some stuff that I memorized from when I was like 12. But hey, that's what I'm here for. So uh, that will be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening. Just um, be sure to follow at Trine Broadcast on Twitter, me at DFHard00 on Twitter, and check out the Storm Center podcast. It's a host where I talk about Trine sports. If you're interested in that, uh, this week we talked about the football game against Kalamazoo. Should be a very fun game to watch. So um, yeah, that will be it. We will. So. Again, follow me on Twitter at DEverhard00. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.